0: Hi, everybody. This is Ashley Ellsworth Keller, and I am the writer of Home is a Changeling, the newsletter, and we're going to try something new. This is the first episode in the Home is a Changeling podcast, and I'm going to be interviewing some people who I think have very interesting stories, and I think that you will too, and we're just going to get right into it. So my first guest, I am so thrilled to be able to speak with him today. Um, it is my very own baby brother, what? Commander Carl Ellsworth, U.S. Navy, callsign Checks. So Carl, would you like to say hello? Hello. <laughs> so I have a lot of questions for you. And a lot of these we have talked about over the years, but I just think it's going to be interesting to see it all in one place and under this theme of how home um can sometimes feel like something that isn't typically home or vice versa. Um, so that's just the main thing we're gonna explore today. And we'll get started with some questions. So tell, tell everybody a little bit about, um, first of all, uh, how old you are, where do you currently live, family, what you do. Just general stuff. (sighs) Uh,
1: Well, first off, glad to be here. And thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) I am 40 years old. Live in Anacortes, Washington. Married, two kids, two dogs. I am a pilot. I I am a naval aviator in the United States Navy. Fly the EA 18G Growler. Mm-hmm. Done, gotten to do and see some other cool things. Done some not not as fun things as with any job. But that's all I got for now.
0: Yeah, that's that's where you are in the present day, which is March 2022. Oof. Um and so the next question which is how do you know me? I'm curious. What would you say? How do you know me?
1: Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember as a 2-month-old. <laughs> you you are my sister and I am your brother. And I don't remember my earliest memory. But I'm sure you were part of it. So, well, that's just by default. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, grew up on old 1202 Beltline Boulevard, Cola SC, 29205. And I guess, well, what's funny is, let's see, we would have probably spent only... 15 years together, obviously it felt like a lifetime. (laughs) And that would have been, what, 25 years ago that you Mm -hmm. left home?
0: Yeah, 25 years ago is when I graduated from high school, so.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, so we haven't lived in the same house for 25 years, but not only that, we have not lived... I mean, essentially within driving distance, um, Mm -hmm. for, I mean, technically when I was in college, I wasn't that far from the house, just a three hour drive.
1: But to teenagers, that's a long way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, um, this is a unique situation that, um, we actually live just about an hour apart, an hour's drive, um, and that actually goes into my next question, which is uh, how how exactly exactly to the number to the decimal point, how many miles from where you were born are you now? No, <laughs> no we're not going. We're to... not going to look it up. But it's a long. It's a long way.
1: Out? Well, however far across the country yeah. it is. Columbia, South Carolina to Anacortes. Essentially going from almost as far as you can go in the southeast to almost as far as you can go in the northwest and still be in the continental U.S. Yeah, With some other locations in between.
0: Yeah, I think that where we are now is as far as you can get from a lot of places in the U S like we are almost on the border with Canada. So, and the, the corner of, uh,
1: I see Canada right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We see Canada pretty much every day. Um, so thinking about in between, you know, the house where we grew up, well, let's back up a little bit. What are a couple things you remember about uh, the house where we grew up? And you don't have to tell a bunch of things, but what are just some things that come to mind about that, that place?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Very simple. I had no idea at the time, but I guess you would call it a colonial style. Um, I think zero art, just a total function of here's a door here's some rooms, here's some stairs to get to the upstairs. one, well, so here's what i remember. an old kitchen before it was remodeled. a decent sized backyard. one and a half baths with a one bathroom for the whole family. oh and and roaches. <laughs> So,
0: um, well, okay, so that's and, and of, a
1: scary basement, yes, and yes. equally scary attic,
0: yes, it did have a scary basement and a scary attic, that's true. Um, and so thinking about that, it's interesting because I think whoever was the whoever came up with the colonial design in architecture would probably be pretty offended that you think that that's not artistic. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so, it's such a ubiquitously American design. Mm -hmm. You just see it all over the place. And it feels, I think now when you, you just see so many, I guess I would say designs, I prefer more than that. Um, It feels like, well, this is just the, you know, typical American looking house in yeah.
1: plop a house yeah. down, build some bricks.
0: <laughs> so, um, well, okay. So in between living in that house and the house where you live now, where have you lived?
1: Annapolis, Maryland at the Naval Academy and then back to south carolina for call it two weeks and then Pensacola, florida for about five months corpus christi texas for eight months meridian mississippi for a year and one month then most of the rest of the time out here in anacortis washington except for the times going to arlington tennessee near memphis for a year and a half Newport, Rhode Island for just under a year. And then I thought about this one. I don't know. Some people would probably not consider it that, hey, you lived there. But being on an aircraft carrier for months at a time, I guess you could say I've lived on the USS Nimitz twice. Mm -hmm. And the USS Lincoln and the USS Stennis and deployed land based in Japan. So, you know, when I, I've I've been deployed longer, I was deployed longer than I lived in Pensacola, mm-hmm. and as long as I lived in Corpus Christi, Texas. So, I guess you could say I've lived on a ship. Yeah, because and when you count all the all the days at sea total, it it comes to several years.
0: I think that can totally count, and. Um, Thinking about living on (laughs) those different ships, what, um, what are some things about that that you enjoyed? What about, you know, how did you make it feel like home, even though it was certainly very, very different than the colonial house at 1202 Beltline?
1: Yes. Well, so first off, I would say almost all the carriers are similar designs so regardless of which carrier you're on you you don't really know it you'll just be on a carrier and it is almost everything is located in the same place and to get to wherever you're going it's the same way to go so regardless of if you're on the nimitz or the lincoln or the stennis or the truman or the Ike, it's it's all pretty much the same but it's hard to make an aircraft carrier feel like home, but a few of the things you can do are the place where you live. I always like having carpet on the floor. Uh, you have to put that in yourself, because I hate walking around with a um, with a cold, hard floor, <laughs> and also the uh, it collects dust. And so when you have a carpet, the dust doesn't you know it hides it much. hides. It hides it. it's still there <laughs> i believe out of sight out of mind
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and it's just nice walking around it's just nice and nice and comfy you can sometimes put some lights up in the room even though you're not supposed to like christmas lights around christmas time i remember one time deployed at christmas we had a little christmas tree in the ready room so you do it you do what you can but it's hard to get away from the fact that you're on a ship
0: <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so um, it sounds like you you can make some adjustments to make it a little more comfortable but um, maybe if you could tell us one thing about living on a ship that maybe like the average person wouldn't know or like what's normal, that you just you just have to do. (laughs) Well, I would
1: say, well, there's several things. (laughs) But I would say that very hard to get privacy. There's no such thing as silence. There's always machinery going, whether it's flight ops going and it's loud with aircraft launching and landing, or it's at night, there's always some sort of air conditioning or generator type machines that are that are going so you th- might think it's silent but you don't realize that until you either get off the ship and you're out in, in the woods in nature or if they have to do some reactor drills where they shut it down and then it really is um, no noise but you'll hear people walking around the hall and shutting and opening doors so constant hub of activity it really is the floating city that they that they talk about mm-hmm. but you you go and you eat your dinner in a common space you see people all around all the time uh and then i'd say what people also probably don't realize is it's almost it's a little like middle school in the sense that <laughs> that uh especially in an airwing, which are the 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 personnel that make up all the squadrons that go on to the ship. You on the ship, you have ships company, which is always attached to the ship. And then you have the air wing, which is only there when you fly the airplanes on. Mm -hmm. And, and there can also often be some, uh, just air wing, either drama or just clicks. (laughs) Certain people who are popular, certain people who are not. Sometimes you, uh, You'll see people with boat relationships that end as soon as deployment's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that's just a proximity thing. I mean that's that, those yeah. are some of the little things that are <laughs> strange and, and, and just, you know, just not something you would normally normally have on shore. You also there's there's no such thing as really, I mean, you're the place where you work, is the place where you live mm-hmm. is the place where you sleep eat work out everything and so it's not like when you're on land and you can just go to you know go for a run mm-hmm. in the woods or run a certain distance and not fall off the edge of the aircraft carrier <laughs> so sick. you're certainly confined and you and you you can feel that i think
0: yeah is there like is i'm assuming there's like a workout room there and
1: they they have a few
0: yeah how do you I, i guess how do you like decompress or like do you can you go back to your room like do you have a roommate
1: so you so there is at least for aviators the ready room which if you ever see some old world war ii type photos it's there's several ready rooms on the boat, and that's where squadrons, uh, that's where typically the, the officers in squadrons will not just hang out, but you do your meetings there. Often you'll do a lot of your work there. Uh, that, that is the hub of activity along with maintenance control, which is where maintenance handles uh, handles all records, and it, that, that's kind of the brain, the hub. Mm -hmm. activity for all the maintenance that's occurring on the aircraft but i'm trying to remember what your question my question
0: was was, did you have a roommate oh yes yes
1: (laughs) the the lower ranking you are the more people you have to live with yeah and you you might or the enlisted will sometimes have to be in birthing with 30 50 people wow uh when you uh, the officers you'll typically start off living with six other people give or take and then as time goes on if you're what's called a department head you might have one roommate and then when you get to be crxo yeah uh, you do you do get your own room which is a luxury especially yeah. on a ship but and you get
0: your own window too right
1: you you get on top of the tower. And everybody, you have to, you, one day a month. Um, yeah, no windows. Not even. Uh, well, depending on I think which boat, some some CEOs will have their own or a shared bathroom with another mm-hmm. another CEO. But most of the rest of us, that's I guess that's something that's different. Is that you have to walk to the head, the bathroom, to use the bathroom, to shower. You are, and you wear a robe (laughs) and you wear shower shoes. That Mm -hmm. is always a must. And you try not to go up or down ladders when you're wearing your robe. And
0: (laughs) why is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it will, for the workout, workout (laughs) rooms there, there are a few, they vary in size and they are often super, super tight, very limited. It's super hard to work out on a boat. And you'll see treadmills just in random spots. Uh So it is, it's not terribly conducive to working out and staying in shape. Uh Sometimes you'll, you can do a group workout in the hangar bay where there's more room, but you don't really have equipment for that. And, uh, and often like the working out piece, it kind of, it depends on the time of day. Often early in the morning, it's not going to be in use as much. Whereas in the afternoon, it's busy almost all the time. And, uh, and if, but if you don't work out in the evenings when it's also typically not as busy, well, um, you might have to change that. And then we also often have cleaning stations and general quarters, and you're not allowed to work out when that's going on. Okay. So very, very limited yeah. on using the workout areas.
0: All right. Well, that sounds like the kind of place, maybe it's not a place a lot of people would <laughs> uh, have an easy time adjusting to. Um.
1: Agree. <laughs> and, and and I think a lot of people don't, you just kind of figure it out once you get there. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess this is what life on a ship is like.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it is, it is something that not a lot of people can say that they have done. So that is pretty cool. Um, so thinking more about places that you would consider home, I'm thinking probably the ships are not exactly, you know, you wouldn't say like, no, oh, that's my home. But <laughs> um, where do you consider home?
1: And
0: (laughs) yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stop with that for now.
1: Yep. So I actually consider home Columbia, South Carolina. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, I just always have, I think the reason why is because for most of my life, that was where I spent the longest uninterrupted time and there was also just a consistency and a a stability there that you don't often get when you're just moving around and meeting new people meeting new people making new friends and that's all great but that's where most most of my family was And for a time, most of my friends, and of course that changes over time, not as much family, not as many friends, you lose touch with some, a bunch of them move away. But for me, that's, that's just where it's always, always felt like home. However, having lived here in Anacortes now for 15 years, not straight, but 15 years total, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I might have to do the math on that. Um,
0: it's close to that at least.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I almost there's a familiarity, but it's more kind of to me, it's more where I live vice vice home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I think that's a fair thing to say. Like, I've experienced places like that where you you live in a place and it becomes comfortable and you know it well, but maybe it doesn't quite fit your, your personal definition of home. There might be something missing. Um, and so for you home is kind of the very like classic definition of like, This is where I grew up, and this is what I know, and where the people I know are or were. Um, And so, how does it feel to have, you know, you, so you graduated high school in the year 2000, class of 2000. 2000. (laughs) So that was 22 years ago. You haven't lived there for 22 years. How does that feel? How does that feel to not have lived in the place that you feel is home?
1: It's weird. And actually, first, I should have said that at the beginning that uh, these views are mine alone <laughs> and uh, do not represent necessarily the views of the United States Navy. Got to give that disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> um, certainly feels weird because every time I go back home, it just feels different. There's there's this fami- There is, as I said, this familiarity going home, which I like. But it's also strange because it's every time is just a little different. Mm-hmm. You've got places that close down, places that open up, and at the same time, you have some people who are still there, uh, <laughs> and like our grandmother for the longest time it was just we'd be moving all over and things would be changing for us and she was just still there (laughs) in the same house yeah um so just different different over time but i always i always had a good comforting feeling of of because of that familiarity I mm-hmm. believe and it's probably it's not just the place but it's the people because it'd be weird to go back and not know anybody but I don't know when you grow up in a place for 18 years it's hard to it's hard to shake that feeling of at least for me of being rooted there
0: mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. When you, uh, you have the ties to the community that you do. And I mean, for us, it, our parents essentially grew up there, um, with a little bit of, of moving, but, Mm -hmm. um, that was essentially where they were from as well. And some of their family too. So, um, Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So thinking a little differently about like something that is not a physical place, but if you, if there's anything that you can think of that you would consider kind of the definition of home, like it could be anything like a meal, a song, a smell, a person. Is there anything that you that feels like home to you that's not like a physical a location?
1: Place. Yeah. Or a, a a definite physical location. Yeah. Yes, and I would say that's a few things. Cuz we we say in the navy we say in the navy that home is where the navy takes us.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to me, Home is where you feel like you. Mm-hmm. It's also where you feel comfortable. And so for me, that is really, I mean, as I get older, it's more, it's wherever wherever I am with my family. But I would also say if I'm ever in a place where it is warm with Warm summer nights, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that to me is a very, very comforting feeling to be able to walk around, short sleeves and shorts. And I've felt that in many different places. So I would say it's home can also just be more of a more of a feeling mm-hmm. to me when it comes to foods and musics that that more reminds me of times or experiences not so much home yeah yeah
0: i think it's i think where you feel like you um sometimes for me that's like when i'm with certain people like friends who i've known for a long time and you don't even it's something you don't necessarily think about in that moment but like later on you're like oh Yeah, that kind of felt like home. That felt how I wanted, how I wish I could feel all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember getting together with some friends in Leavenworth, Washington, one time after a whitewater rafting trip. And it was just such a strange feeling to be around these people who I was so familiar with and so comfortable with. And it felt as if it didn't matter where we were it would still be a good time but it was just very strange to think that that we were all together that we grew up together but we're now all three in Washington state something that would if you'd have, if you'd have told me back in the days of growing up that would have just been hard to <laughs> hard to uh, to really grasp
0: yeah i, I mean I can't imagine if, if, if like someone had come to us, if (laughs) like Doc Brown or if,
1: if. An angel. Okay. I was
0: thinking more like old Biff from Back (laughs) to the Future Part 2 came to us in like 1995 in Columbia, South Carolina and was like, Ashley and Carl.
1: Get in, the in, car. In,
0: in in 27 years you will both be living in washington state i think we'd be like uh that
1: take a high gift <laughs> from the future <laughs>
0: yeah
1: well it's funny too you say that because because even the i think the idea of distance is just very different depending on your own life experience and where you're from because I remember telling somebody in South Carolina one time um, when they asked where I lived, I said, you know, Oh, live out in Washington, I live in Washington state or I I might've said I live in Washington. I think I said Washington state. And their response was, Oh my gosh, like DC is so far from here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like Washington is the only state that people add the word state to the end of it because it's yes. still, or actually maybe New York state sometimes. Cause when people say New York, well, yeah. anyway,
1: or like Denver and Denver state. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it is, I mean, you, for someone who has traveled so much and gone around the world for work, you know, it, You don't bat an eyelash when you have to drive like four hours to something, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's just not a big deal, but four hours uh, from where we grew up in South Carolina, you're in a different state. You're like that.
1: A different state and potentially not even in a border state.
0: True. Maybe so.
1: Florida or Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not even touching a state that touches South Carolina anymore.
0: So, yeah. And that's, I mean, when we were growing up, we never went. I don't think we left South Carolina until for like several years. I mean, we went to the mountains, we went to North Carolina and we did go to D.C., I think we went to Disney World first.
1: We went to Disney World. We also yeah. went to New Orleans one time.
0: Oh yeah, we did. Okay, okay. So I'm wrong about those things, but we didn't. We didn't get on a plane until we were older. Um,
1: and we took that plane to Charlotte <laughs> to see the Ramses exhibit.
0: Yes, we did. It's A 30 minute flight. Um, so it wasn't. It just wasn't a common thing it was pretty rare that we would we would go much further than the confines of of the state um so uh i just have a couple more questions um i want to do one more related to this and then some other non-related questions if there's time um But one question is, have you ever felt homesick in a way that surprised you? Um, That could be at any point in your life.
1: Yep, for sure. So I would say the main time was just being a freshman in college. Surprise, surprise. First time away from home. (laughs) But plebe year at the academy, it was just being in a new environment and and a challenging one at that where for the most part, totally new people, there was no, there was no like, oh, well, at least I know this person or that person, uh, even though there was somebody from my church, but I never really saw him. Uh, so of course you don't really, Totally know yourself as a person yet yeah, you you might think you do but but I think there's still a lot of a lot of growing to be done a lot of self uh, awareness and I think for me it was talking to family talking to friends from back home although I would always there was always something to look forward to. Um, at least, at least over time it was, Oh, okay. This three day weekend I'll be able to go down there. And so all my thoughts were always on going back home to be at home and to hang out with friends. And I'd say that, that dissipated over time. It was never a homesickness of, I can't do this. I want to go home. It was just (laughs) like, geez, I kind of, I really miss him. I was never looking to get out of South Carolina but I just always assumed that I would so for me mm. staying staying local was just not something I ever intended to do and I also never said when people said well what are you going to do after high school well obviously get out of here cuz it sucks here <laughs> um I never felt that way but I did feel that I was going to going to leave and at least go to you know, Citadel and Charleston, or or someplace else. So there was there was definitely that homesickness, which certainly surprised me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew I was not going to ever quit and come back home, or come back home a quitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think probably the people who left the academy realized that this was not what they actually wanted. And like a lot, I mean, whatever school that you go to, but especially some sort of military school that clearly uh, is not for everybody (laughs) to have your first like real time being away from home also be this other like, this whole other experience where you're going to be put through some really serious challenges that like, you know, it's challenging enough for any college student, but you've got this extra layer on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything having to do with, uh, with home that, that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, Share that we didn't touch on well
1: let's see so I would say something that to me was always odd and weird but but very comforting was my room in that 1202 Beltline Boulevard I had a window right by my bed well I would say the view outside my window mm mm-hmm. both windows one of them looked in the backyard and looked over to Coburn Park Baptist Church And then another looked out onto the intersection of Kilburn road and Beltline Boulevard. And I just, I remember that sight picture so well, mainly at night because I'd see it almost every night before I went to bed. And so I just remember being a little boy and seeing that and then being older and seeing that and then growing up and, you know, of course moved out at 18, but, the house was still there until the age of what 36 or something. So another 18 years after that. And of course, you know, changes here, changes there, but, uh, it's, it's kind of like the, the quote from the movie Benjamin Button of it's a strange thing coming home. You know, things look the same, smell the same, taste the same. Um, but then what you something to the effect of, but what you realize what's changed is you. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's kind of the interesting thing to me, but there was always this comfort. There was also at night you could, you could, depending on which way you look, you could see the cross at the top of uh Kilburn Park Baptist church. Yeah. Uh, and there was also this, this light in the side of the, of the yard that you could always see. But I just remember it was also, I always liked the sound of, cars driving by and the doppler effect and i would also i always like the sound of when you could barely hear a fire truck off in the distance and then you wondered if you heard it or not and then eventually after a few seconds it would get closer and closer but
0: <laughs> the, comforting, the sound comforting sound of a of fire wail of a fire engine, engine, engine getting closer yes.
1: <laughs> and then going away <laughs> but, but yeah. I'd say too, cause I remember specifically, I remember the last time being in the house, mm-hmm. knowing that dad was selling it. And I remember saying, okay, this is the last night I'm sleeping in this house. This is the last time I will ever see this, uh, this sight picture from the window looking out onto that. Cause I, cause I'd say too, I remember very, very clearly in high school, all the, the, the crazy time that that can be growing up. Um, that was just a, that was a constant. And that strange as that sounds was, was always comforting to me. So that's what I'd say at least about, about that particular home Yeah. and growing up.
0: That, um, that view
1: yes yeah
0: that's cool i didn't know i didn't know that and i hadn't thought about looking out that your window and see i remember that cross at the top of the steeple um i hadn't thought about that in a long time but um yeah pretty strong memories about our last night in that house which we got to spend together yeah with with dad Mm -hmm. too which was you know pretty bittersweet, and the similarly the our last night there with our families and our dad with our mom at the hospital, mm-hmm. so her last night on earth, she didn't get to spend it at the house, but it it was certainly one of those feelings of like, okay, this is a moment that uh has a lot of meaning and even though she can't be here with us we're we're she's certainly we' we can't stop thinking about her. Um, so, um, yeah, you're going to, maybe you're going to say one more thing and then,
1: well, I was just going to say, I think I always found it or I, I thought it, it would be so weird to not grow up in the same place mm-hmm. and what that must've been like, or, or the same house. And when you hear people say, oh, well, I mean, we would move to different houses every five years or something. Um, that was just not what we did. Or sometimes I even wondered, like, what would you do if you didn't live in a city? I mean, I guess you could be a farmer or something, but I mean, what, <laughs> if, what else would you do? I mean, well, which is strange because <laughs> now living in a small city, it's like, well, people do pretty much what, you know, You still need doctors, lawyers, and, uh, you know, restaurant workers. All your standard stuff.
0: When you're a kid, you think that, like... Yeah, your your, your place is the only thing that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to relate to anything that's different than that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I guess talking about home and what is home... As they say, or as um, oh, um, Farmer Fran in uh, The Water Boy, where it says, Home my way you make it. So I guess that's true too. Home is where you make it. That's
0: such <laughs> wise, words wise words from Farmer Fran. There oh were my many, gosh. Many, many
1: wise quotes uh, in that movie.
0: <laughs> I should... I don't think I ever saw it, but I'm glad that you <laughs> shared that with me. Now I don't have to see it after all.
1: <laughs> Home is where you
0: make it. Home is where you make it. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's a good that's a good stopping place. Also, because I can hear the little pitter patter of three very quiet, well behaved children upstairs who are going to come barging in any minute. Um, but
1: one last thing before you go. Yeah,
0: we can say we could say one final thought.
1: So, though it may sound as if I have this longing to go back to Columbia, South Carolina, which maybe someday we will, maybe we won't. I don't know. I would say I I I never had any desire to stay there. Just because I might have a desire to go back doesn't mean I had a desire to stay there and wish I had because I think I would have been a very unhappy individual had I not gotten to go to where I wanted to go and see all the things I've gotten to see. And I think even if I do go back there, I'll be a very different person than when I left because I'll still want to travel still want to I'll probably want to come out here and take snowboarding trips. Uh, so so that's what I'd be interested to see if when I go back is what what is different and if it would be a comforting feeling or an, or a discomforting feeling of, whoa, I, I expected. I'm going back with these expectations of this place from when I grew up. And I find that not only is this place different or even if it is the same, the fact that I'm different, I do wonder if it's just going to be a, a shock of, mm-hmm. well, well, okay, maybe, maybe I don't want to be here for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do want to be elsewhere. And at that point, I just don't know where we go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, when you have a choice of where you, you'll go, um, I think as long as you have those realistic expectations that it's not going to be the same, uh, that it's you're going to have to sort of rebuild your identity um, for a variety of reasons, um, as long as that's in the back of your head, then, you know, just like it, it's going to feel like a new place. It's going to be familiar and also unfamiliar. So we'll have to see to be continued. TBD. So. Well,
1: yeah.
0: TB. Yeah. T- TBD.
1: T- TBC.
0: T- <laughs> um. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting. I've thanks heard... for
1: having me on the show today. You're, you're
0: welcome. Uh, our next guest is Should I just chimpanzee leave, exit on the door on the can, right? Uh...
1: Or... <laughs> chimpanzee? No,
0: not that door. Uh, that's the dressing room <laughs> for the chimpanzee. Um... <laughs> um, well, I hope, uh, I hope that... My listeners uh, learn something new. If you have any questions for, uh, Commander Carl, Checks. Carl, <laughs> aka Checks, uh, feel free to leave a comment, email me. I can I can hook you up. I mean, I can connect, connect you, you. <laughs> connect you, and uh, yeah. Lots to think about. And thanks so much for sharing, Carl.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for your time.